Good morning, church. I hope you had a great Christmas and you are ready for the new year. This morning, instead of me just sharing a sermon with all the great things that God has done at FC this year, I wanted to sit down with our staff and have a conversation with them about this year. So very much has happened and I needed their help to really tell the story. Uh, but before we begin, I wanted to encourage you with 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3, where Paul says, Remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, first of all, to remember the work produced. I think it's important for us as a church to remember the work that God has done here at FC. Uh, the church in Thessalonica obviously did some great work for the Lord. And Paul is saying he took time to remember the work of God's people in that church. I think it's easy to be focused on the things that are urgent today, the things that we have to do today. And we forget what God did for us in the past. Uh, that's why Paul says, remember the work produced. But then secondly, he says this work was produced by faith. You know, when we remember God's work here at FC, we can be encouraged that it was God working through us. It was God producing faith in us. And as a result of our faith, God blessed many people. God blessed us as we did the work. Uh, because when you serve God out of faith, He grows you and He uses you to do great things. Paul also reminds the church that their work was prompted by love. Your work, my work must be prompted by love. You know, our motivation to serve God is, is the love that we have for the Lord. And it's the love that we have for our neighbor. Jesus was clear, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. But then finally, Paul says in this verse that your endurance is inspired by hope in Christ. It's been a long year, but we must endure. It's been a scary year, but we must endure. And so we are inspired to endure and press forward because of the resurrection of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us today. Church, we have so much to be thankful for. God has done so much in our church. He's doing so much in each of our lives. And if you think about it, you'll realize just how much God has done for you as well. Despite a hard year, God has been faithful. And so today, we wanna remember what God has done through your work, your giving, your serving, produced by faith, prompted by love, and we keep going in 2021, inspired by the hope we have in Jesus. Well, welcome to our 2020 Rewind. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so excited about sharing all of the stories and all of the things that God has been doing uh, through the ministries of Foothills Church. Uh, I'm with our uh, development team right now. And uh, Pastor Taylor, I'd love for you to start us off with what God has been doing through our journey process. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's been an interesting year, to say the least. Uh, but what's been really awesome is despite what's been going on in our world, uh, through base camp, camp two, and camp three, we've really seen people continue to engage in developing as a mature disciple. And we've seen that uh, in base camp by people um, people engaging to, to learn more about our mission and vision, to ultimately partner with us. Uh, we've seen that even even more so in the second half of the year as we've come back from COVID. Uh, in November, we had our largest set of two classes for the entire year. Hmm. We had uh, over 70 people come to those classes 
and partner with our church. Um, so the fact that that's happened post COVID, it's just really exciting yeah. that the mission has not slowed down or been hindered by any means. Yeah. And some of the people that go through, particularly that first step base camp, you know, they come out of there. There's a lot of great stories. Um, what, what, are, what are some people like saying once they come through that course and class and, and some of the energy that they bring? Yeah. Well, one of the one of the most meaningful things to me is that without without telling people this language, they've said things like, you know, I came out of base camp and I felt aligned to FC. Um, you know, going through this has has made me see and understand the mission and vision of our church. And that's exactly what we're after, mm-hmm. is the people see that um, what what makes FC unique is is that we are developing mature disciples uh, in a very intentional and strategic way. And that they're saying things like that and yeah. that they want to be a part of that. And um, even people people coming through there and just feeling feeling like they belong here. Mm-hmm. That's one of the cool things that, you know, we say that, uh, but for people to use language that they feel like they're a part of this family mm-hmm. that we have here at FC is really encouraging to me. That's amazing. I love that. And, you know, obviously COVID kind of threw a curveball to, to the entire world um, and definitely to this process. You know, we didn't want to, uh, stop. We we couldn't just you know forget about what we're trying to accomplish or what we're trying to do and help people. So how did we pivot uh, for this process during COVID? Yeah. Well, as the rest of our church went online, so did the journey process. So we had four base camp classes uh, totally on Zoom mm. and four camp two classes totally on Zoom. So we were still able to teach the mission and vision, helping people find their God given design. Um, and people continuing to partner with FC, even in the midst of um, this pandemic, this unprecedented time. Mm-hmm. Um, what was cool about that too is is seeing our volunteer team step up. We saw volunteers, uh, our journey class team leader, Katie West, really stepped in and in the midst of uh, these online classes, she's logging on to these classes and taking attendance. She's managing a, a, uh, a troubleshooting line to make sure that those who are having issues with Zoom are getting mm-hmm. resolved and everybody's able to show up to the class in a virtual way. Mm-hmm. So to get to know people in that season and then to see those people come back in person uh, in July and uh, all the way through the rest of the year to meet them in person has been really exciting. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great thought. So when we did come back in person, um, what what did you see happening, and and how did how has the journey process been impacted since uh, coming and returning uh, in person? Yeah, well, the first thing I'll say is it's been better. <laughs> um, just being able to see you just you cannot substitute interacting with people face to face. Yeah, you can't substitute mm-hmm. that that s- sincerely relational environment that right. we've created here at FC. So that was the best thing. Um, all throughout the, re- the second half of this year. Uh, the second thing I'll say is, is because, since we've been back in person, the engagement with those classes has only increased mm. as people have come back to FC. Again, they've continued to engage with that process. And that's what led to November being the biggest uh, set of classes that we've had all year. Mm. Um, and to see the number of people that have come to Blount County, Knox County, over the, the, pan- the pandemic. Yeah. People have come to our community and engage with our church immediately. Hmm. So in those classes, hearing people say things like, yeah, I came here for the first time two or three weeks ago, hmm. and now I'm sitting here in base camp and, and, and engaging with this process. Um, people who found us just through Google and found us through um, online and said, this is the place I want to go, didn't look anywhere else, and just realized this is the place I want to be a part of. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, our heart is, you know, we want to gather as the church. We want uh, that uh, to, to increase and continue to happen. But we're also really passionate about being involved in our community. And uh, during this year, we were able to do what we uh, do every year. And one week in particular is called Let's Go Week. But we kind of had to pivot a little bit uh, because of COVID. Heath, tell us a little bit about how that all unfolded. Yeah, uh, as, as you mentioned, Let's Go Week is, is huge. It's, it's a big week. This would have been my first time with Let's Go Week. And we were really excited. <clears throat> Tracy was working really hard on working with a lot of different organizations and ministries that we could send people out to, and they could just go be part and make a difference in the community. Well, when COVID hit, when everything began to shut down, we had to pivot. We had to change um, because we weren't going to be able to do those. So Let's Go Now happened. It's like, hey, instead of then, let's go now. And we, we um, several opportunities that, that were just in front of us that we were able to go and to minister in the community. Um, we were able to take some firehouse subs to uh, the, the firemen, the local fire stations. And uh, we were able to uh, go to Chick-fil-A and provide lunch for um, people just one hour just to say, hey, we just want to take care of your lunch today to say that we are in this together, uh, providing baskets for at the hospitals as well as uh, several of the grocery stores that are close by. So instead of let's go week, we looked at it and we said, hey, God's laid out something in front of us. This pandemic has happened and it's changed people's lives. So let's go now so that we can we can make a difference and impact others um, with the gospel. And it really was incredible, uh, Tracy. We we just were able to do some um, really some unique and creative things that that we're showing the love of Christ in our community. And so how do you think that impacted our community? Well, big ways and creative ways. And what I love is anything we put out to our FC people, they responded and they responded um, in full force. Um, one thing we put together, um, we contacted Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee, and they were thrilled to get our call and said the storehouse of food that they had anticipated lasting them months was gone in a matter of days. So when this, when the pandemic first hit our area, they were really struggling to meet the needs that um, came to them very quickly. So we were able to do a drive-through food drive, um, and people from FC came. We had over 130 cars come, even on a rainy day. And when we got our final tally, we had almost 8,000 pounds of food. And the way they figure that up is meals. So when we got our report back from them, they said that equated to over 9,000 meals being provided in our East Tennessee area that would not have been available as their storehouse absolutely dwindled. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know there's tons of stories that have been kind of coming in as well from from people being uh, impacted by d- different ways uh, through FC. What, what are some of those stories that you've been hearing? Yeah, Um Later during, I guess the whole year is now COVID year, right? But later, um, we were able to do um, something we called pack the bus. And when our people came in again, um, just full force, we collected carloads full of school supplies and distributed them to all of our area schools. And the response from the teachers was just the administration, the staff, um, the security guards, as they came out to meet us, welcoming us um, with these supplies. They were just so grateful because they had been stretched so thin, so fast, and they're, they're there to care for the kids. So the just the idea that we were able to supply some tangible needs, carloads of tangible needs, let them do what they do best, which is teach and care for the children. Um, we're adults dealing with this, but they're dealing with the littles that are just... Um, responding to how the adults in their life are handling this. So to say, here you go, 
here's everything you need to have this be a good day of learning. Uh, we were part of that. That's awesome. And, you know, Heath, you mentioned being able to provide some food uh, for the firemen just to show that, you know, hey, we love you guys and we appreciate uh, the work that you do. And uh, Tracy, that led to some unique opportunities to, to minister to uh, some of these uh, folks. Tell us about one in particular. Yeah, when we dropped um, lunch off to one of the area fire stations, there were two firemen on duty um, and they were the team for their 24-hour shift. And they were very um, grateful and and just so thankful. Um, But our interaction took a shift when we just offered to pray with them. And they were visibly surprised and immediately said yes and bowed their heads. And we were just able to pray over them, you know, these men, these um, manly men who protect us every day. And they were just taken aback. And after we prayed with them, a whole nother conversation started where they just really began to open up about some of the isolation they were feeling during these 24-hour shifts where typically their families could come in and out, maybe say hello, and they just really felt the isolation of not going on calls the way they usually did and just the um, impact of um, what the pandemic meant for them professionally and personally. Well, I'm so thankful that we're part of a church that is in the community and wants to do everything we can to to be able to encourage and uplift them. And and as a result of that, um, I think God has used FC to really uh, see some decisions happen. You know, we've seen people come to faith and uh, through the the process of helping people understand who God is in base camp, the journey uh, camp too. Uh, we've seen people come forward and say, I want to be baptized. Uh, tell us a little bit about how baptisms uh, have been going this year, Taylor. Yeah. Well, I have to say this is one of the the greatest highlights I think I will ever have in all of my pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Just this unprecedented season and getting to go into to people's homes, getting to go and baptize them in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so, it was so cool to to baptize somebody's son in their mm-hmm. pool and, and then to baptize a couple who have been following Jesus for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, but finally, finally just realized and, and, and took that step to to be baptized and to follow Jesus in obedience and to witness them telling their children right in front of me, hey kids, one day you're gonna make this decision for yourself, uh, but we want you to see that we're obedient to Jesus and mommy and daddy are doing this. Mm. And so we, we hope that you'll make this decision one day too. And then to get to baptize them in front of their kids, yeah. which is like, gosh, you just can't, you, you can't, um, you can't write that stuff. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. it's just life. And so that was awesome. So we, we got to do, do that with over eight people, mm-hmm. uh, just throughout the, the stay at home orders. So getting to do that in people's backyards and celebrate their life change. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and then we started gathering again and even more people started coming forward for baptism. So how has that kind of been unfolding? Yeah. Well, again, as with everything else, we continued to see people making those decisions and, and continuing uh, to do that exponentially so. Uh, it's been cool to see people who made decisions, you know, who filled out an online connect card while they were at home hmm. uh, and then chose to come to FC and to, uh, to, to celebrate that life change with us in person. And so over, um, over 2020, we've seen over 70 people make that step and make their faith public hmm. and allow us to celebrate that with them. Um, I'm also just really excited that we've created more opportunity to do that. Hmm. You know, instead of just doing it, you know, every month or so, we're doing it every other week. We're baptizing people and we're seeing, you know, five and six at a time 
uh, come and get to celebrate life change with us at FC. Yeah, that's awesome. And Heath, uh, small groups are happening at the same time. All of these other things are, are going on. And and so uh, tell us a little bit about how small groups have gone this year. Yeah, um, obviously very similar to Journey, very similar to what happened in this, with the services when everything was, was pretty much shut down. Um, small groups were encouraged to go you know, online to go, you know, uh, having Zoom groups and those groups gathering together. And um, as we discovered, it's not the same as being in person. <laughs> but what, what really uh, amazed me were the, the small group leaders and the people who, who gathered together to say, this isn't optimal, but we realize how significant and important a relational environment is. And even if it's in a virtual way, even if that's the best that we can do right now, the best that we can offer and participate in, the people embraced it. And, um, and and they made the most of it this past spring. And so um, if they weren't ideal, but this year those groups have continued on, kind of thought maybe some groups might just not make it or dissolve, but, um, but people endured. And, and they realized that the importance and the significance of those relational environments and discipleship that's going to still happen in there, even if we can't gather together. Yeah, it's it's been really cool too to see how now that we're back in person, um, small groups started again, um, and so we've had a lot of new groups that have gotten you know going. And how how is uh, the new groups and, and moving forward look looking like? Yeah, um, I mean our group is one of those new groups, and and we absolutely love it. It's our it's our first official group here, and so even being one of those new groups, it's been incredible to be able to connect with others. Many in our group are, are brand new. We had we launched um, over fifty groups uh, this 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 last um, group launch as they kind of started off this last semester. Um, of five hundred and eighty people that are that are plugged into into small groups and uh, hearing story after story of people that are saying that man our groups just new people that came in we did it online as we gathered together our, our group link in the past was people would connect in a different way would come together because of covid and, and and other reasons we we went online and people were able to to select various groups based on stage of life and where they're going to be and it just really revealed and showed how god just really orchestrated that and brought people together and hearing some stories from small group leaders that are saying, I never probably would have put all these people together, but I'm so glad that God put them together this way. And um, just hearing hearing multiple stories about life change and incredible conversations, discipleship taking place, um, people opening up and being transparent and sharing in such a way. So um, during this season in 2020, where it's just, we felt this tension all around us from a lot of things pressing in to have these small groups where people can can be real and, and just to, to be present with one another and to have that community has been, been awesome. Yeah. And obviously this is one of the reasons why I love Foothills Church because we've got a group of leaders and we've got a, a church that's committed to the gospel, that's committed to growing and we know that's going to happen in in three relationships and that's how God uses us and so uh, I'm just so thankful to be a part of a church where life change is happening through baptisms, through ministry in the community, uh, in small groups, and in uh, so many ways, God's hand and favor is on Foothills Church. And uh, man, I am so, so thankful for that. You know, one of the dreams that I've always had is that we would be a church where we would write our own worship music and, and be able to uh, just kind of pour our heart out to God in, in our own words. And uh, over the last year, God has brought that dream to fruition and put together an incredible team of talented uh, people that have, have made that a reality. And um, I've got with me Pastor Brandon and Pastor Lance. And um, guys, tell me a little bit about uh, what Foothills 
Collective has really done and, 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 and what, what is it accomplishing right now? And I, I think it's awesome, Pastor Trent, that you had that vision. You know, Lance and I, we started on the same day last year and you, um, you know, were able to, to just express that vision to us. And you didn't have to ask us twice. I mean, we love writing songs uh, for the people of God. And so being able to begin to see that come to fruition this year has been uh, just amazing to be able to look out and um, in the room on on Sundays of people who were lifting up these songs that mm. were written for them. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think the songs have been impacting our people and, and just really other people as well, Lance? Yeah, it's 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 pretty special to, to just hear people, or hear our whole church across um, all environments singing these songs. One of the areas that I've been able to see a lot of this year is in our kids' worship ministry and in our student ministry. Um, it's incredible to to walk into uh, kids' worship on Sunday and hear these kids like screaming and having fun and singing the same songs that their parents are singing in another room and the teenagers are singing in uh, the student environment. Um, it's It's been really cool to see the whole church from from everybody rally around these same songs um, and to see the the encouragement and uh, and just the the change and the growth that's taken place uh, through those songs and through singing those songs has been um, something that I'll, I'll certainly never take for granted. Yeah. One of my favorite things that you know that I get is a text message of um, you know somebody's kids just singing a Fiddles Collective song and it's just the cutest thing in the world. But it just shows that you know from students to to kids to adults like these songs are impacting people across the board. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you think it's uh, the music's been impacting people outside the walls of our church? Well, you know, I think with our goal and vision to write songs for our local church, the odds are if a song's working in our local church, it's going to work in um, other local churches, churches all over the country, even all over the world. And, you know, we were looking at, um, at just some of the numbers and, you know, if you add up all of the streams from every song that we've released this year, it's close to a million, uh, which is amazing because each number it, it represents somebody either sitting down, you know, at their lap, laptop in a coffee shop being impacted to the song to somebody, um, you know, using it on a, a playlist for their church as people are walking in or just listening to the song to to learn how to play it, um, mm. to lead it in their church. And um, it's just amazing the impact of, of what God has done outside of the walls of Foothills Church. Um, over 80 countries, you know, people are listening to our songs and being impacted uh, by that. We saw um, a video of a girl from Venezuela um, who was um, playing one of our songs and tagged us on social media. Mm and just some random um, person in Venezuela, and I was able to um, connect with it because that's where I was born. Mm. And uh, just cool, you know, a, a full circle moment mm. uh, for me in that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> just personally, I connect with so many of the songs um, and just kind of from stories of my own life and even stories of what people are going through in our own church that have influenced us and, and comes out in the music. Um, what about you guys? What are some of those songs that you connect with uh, most personally? Oh, man, it's uh, it would be hard to pick just one. Um, I think maybe one that, that sticks out off the top of my head it would be Cast. 
Um, it was a song that was kind of written in response to what was starting to happen with, with COVID-19. And there was a lot of um, just unrest, like an uneasiness. This is like kind of May, I think. And, um, you know, I didn't have a hand in writing that song, but I remember when I heard Brandon's um, like first demo of it, I was just like, oh my gosh, that felt, (laughs) felt like exactly what I needed to hear from God. Um, And so I know if I had that experience, like personally connecting with that song and it really um, changed my worship, it changed my whole attitude, my outlook on what, uh, what our world was facing at the time. Um, So yeah, it'd be hard to pick just one, but that, that's definitely one that, that sticks out to me for sure. What about you? It's hard to really, I mean, narrow it down because every song, you know, means something uh, different. And one of the things I love about worship songs is that they kind of carry us through seasons, you know, like you just mentioned about cast and, um, you know, a big one for, for me that we released on our um, first album this year was a song called Over and Over. And um, that song has carried me through the seasons of, uh, of just questioning God and um, asking Him uh, for answers, you know, when, when things are unknown. And so um, I think um, that song in particular has just been able to carry me through um, seasons of doubt and of fear. And, um, and on, the, on the same coin, uh, there's a song that we released called I Feel Good About It, mm. which is so funny because, you know, we're like, man, we need to, to write a song, you know, in this season in 2020 that just makes people want to get outside and, uh, you know. Um, this is well before COVID. Well before COVID. Political turmoil. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it's more of kind of a pop worship song and you know it's upbeat and um and we we wrote that and it was just so funny the timing of it like we released that ep with Cass and i feel good about it um on and you know in the middle of everything going on in the world which i think was very timely because you know you may not have been able to feel good about what was going on in the world around you Um, all that's happened in 2020, but you could feel good about the promises of God and be able to hold on to to those things. So I love them. Yeah. You you know, I love all the songs that, you know, we've been a part of. I think the one that's resonated with me the most is The Place of Peace, uh, just because you guys know that kind of story behind where the idea came from. But, um, you know, being able to work all those emotions and feelings out with you guys to get something you know, that actually became a song, um, I think, impacted me. And I I love to hear the stories of of how other people in our church resonated with that song that gives them uh, something just to, you know, sing out to God, cry out to God um, in a a season of of just, you know, difficulty. And so uh, that's what I love, though. I love how the songs are impacting people and and helping people connect with God and really outside the walls of our church that's happening as well. And one of the reasons is just because of the resources that you guys put on our website for other churches and and worship pastors and and leaders to find. Tell us about that. Yeah, something that we're really passionate about is making sure people have access to to use these songs as well in their churches. And so um, we've made all of our resources, um, most of them for free on our website, on the Foothills Collective website. We have chord charts, number charts, uh, lyrics, 
Um, and then all of the multi-tracks are found on multitracks.com, which is a huge website that uh, a lot of other churches use as well. So um, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that it was accessible. I mean, if, if, if people want to use the song in any way in their church, that we wanted to make sure that that was easy to do and easy for them to find. And so that's when um, we've seen great, great success with that, which is cool. And I love that. And it's all free. And uh, that, that's amazing. And so uh, with all the great stuff that's happened this year, um, what about the upcoming year? What can we expect uh, uh, to happen with Foothills Collective? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to continue to do what we're doing as long as God allows us to just come back to the vision of writing songs for our people. I mean, that never, ever gets old. Uh, being able to um, just um, impact, um, the, I mean, these are real lives that are, um, and real songs that are carrying people through through seasons. And, you know, we'll, uh, we get message after message of how um, these songs are impacting people and you know, we did an Instagram poll of, hey, what song has resonated with you the most? And it's different for everybody, mm. you know. And so we're going to continue to um, to lean in, uh, to press into what God is doing in our community, in Maryville and in Knoxville area, and um, just be faithful in writing songs for the people of God. Yeah, I think after everything that, that we have experienced in 2020, um, and, and even still seeing what God has done through that, I think that next year is going to be even more special just to see like how things change in response to what we face this year. Um, I think that our goal more than anything is just to continue being um, a vessel, um, a, a way to communicate hope uh, that is only found in Jesus. And however we get to do that next year, that's, that's exactly what we'll do. My name is Ashley Maiden. I grew up in Seymour. Before I knew about Foothills, I lived a crazy life. I um, pretty much ran from church and everything that church is about. Um, I filled my life with sports, and when sports ended, I filled my life with partying and things that weren't good for me and everyone around me. Anytime I've been to church before coming here, I felt like I was being preached at and not taught. And when I started coming here, Trent really just opened up a whole new world of, okay, this is how church is supposed to be. He said, does anybody feel like they are not worthy of salvation? And man, that just like was a punch in the gut for me. Like I. That's how I've always felt. So I got saved that day and it was, it was amazing. And I never thought in my years of living that I would ever be at that place. My oldest son, he's 12 and he actually got saved before I did. Landon was talking about getting off the sidelines and getting in the game and man, my son sure did. He jumped up and he went and got saved and a week later, he got baptized. So it's just, it's brought all of us so much closer together and brought this calm and peace over our family when we desperately needed it. Whenever Heath baptized me, like my mom took this picture where I'm coming up out of the water and I've just got the biggest smile on my face. This place, FC, has just shown me a totally different light on church. 
It's crazy how inviting everyone was here and just you keep hearing that, you belong here, you belong here, and man, you really do. It's, anybody can belong here. Well, obviously, one of the big things our church went through this year is COVID-19 and uh, how we responded and the events that unfolded. It was a crazy season uh, at our church, and we had to entirely shift to an online platform, and uh, that wasn't easy. And so, Brandon, tell us a little bit about, as a church, how do you, how do you shift really almost overnight from being in person to now only being online? online as a church. Uh, what, what did that look like behind the scenes? That's so crazy. I mean, if you remember, we, we shot this, you know, professional polished video with, with you telling the church, hey guys, just so you know, we're still going to be yeah. uh, in person yeah, on, on Sunday. And <laughs> We were not going to let COVID-19, this thing, stop us from meeting. You know, right, we were right. full force ahead and, you know, we didn't really know what it was, but uh, so we shoot the video. So we shoot the video in the morning, release it that afternoon uh, on a Friday, and then you know everything uh, happens, and we had to we had to make a shift. Yeah, the NBA shut down, the yep. NCAA tournament shut down, and it happened to be on my birthday. So <laughs> you know we shot this video. My family is at the house. Mike is putting candles in the cake, and the world is shutting down before us. <laughs> we're watching the news and I'm getting text messages from everybody. And it's like, we're going to have to go online. Yep. And so, you know, we blew out the candles. I ran upstairs, put the iPhone, you know, on uh, like a little stand and basically said, we're going online. And it was, it was like a total surprise yeah. and uh, very surreal. Well, it, it's a big shift too. You know, it's a it's what a lot of churches, um, just are in our country, in the world, have had to do this year. And um, you know, for us, we were doing all of the same kinds of things. Um, you know, in, in our services, but it looked completely different now with yeah. literally nobody in the room. And we're trying, mm-hmm. you know, to to lead worship to now, you know, families who are yeah. sitting around like this in their living rooms, and it's a completely uh, different feel and and yeah. vibe for, you know how how we're communicating. You know, you no longer get the the crowd, the the congregation, the people in the room to um, to be able to sing with you, to be able to mm-hmm. to laugh at your jokes, yeah. <laughs> and your sermons. They don't do and... that anyway. But, often, <laughs> but I don't have many, I guess. But yeah, no, it's so weird, like preaching to an empty room. Yeah. And so uh, I'm glad that that season uh, has, has ended, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was definitely surreal. And obviously it impacted our kids ministry and our student ministry as well. Micah, talk a little bit about how kids ministry responded and what that looked like. Yeah. So, you know, COVID hit kids ministry in a big way um, because prior to COVID, kids were getting their worship experience, their small group experience on Sunday mornings. And that's that's how we we did, you know, ministry for kids. Um, but once we were told to go online, um, you know, it it created a barrier, an immediate barrier that we had to learn to bust through. Um, and so we'd never done an online experience, recorded one um, for families before. So we had to get creative. Um, yeah. Our teams worked together, which was really cool, um, to create an experience that was similar to what kids were getting already on Sunday prior to COVID. Um, 
But, you know, one of the challenges and another barrier for us was um, kids don't have phones. You're talking birth mm-hmm. through fifth grade. There's no, they don't have phones, which is good. Um, they're not connected to social media. And so, you know, that was another barrier. How are we going to lead small with these kids when we can't connect with them other than going through their parents? Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge hoop that we had to learn to, to kind of jump through. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys did a fantastic job. And you know, Landon obviously with students not being able to attend as well, we had to kind of rethink what that looked like. Uh, and so tell us about that. All of, so all of Next Gen had to switch to online experiences yeah. and all that. And so it was really cool to see the, the entire creative team, worship production team just jump in on that. So we made the switch as well. So Wednesday night services went to a full online live stream experience, much like it is on Sunday mornings. <laughs> and uh, so the, I think the biggest hurdle, though, for us was getting all of our small groups on Zoom. And uh, if, if you've ever been on Zoom, and I know we on staff here have been on a lot of Zoom calls, uh, <laughs> it's not easy. Like there's technical difficulties and People got their phone up on their face like this. And so there's all <laughs> kinds of, you know, hoops to jump through. So getting all of our small group leaders, some who are a little more technologically, you know, well-equipped to do that, some not as much, uh, just getting everybody there to say, this is our primary tool that we're going to communicate to our kids through. Yeah, the service is awesome, but small groups are the most important thing that we do, mm-hmm. even in COVID. Yeah. Uh, and so getting all of them uh, engaged in small groups was was definitely something that was uh, difficult. But uh, we're, we're definitely seeing the fruit of it, uh, of seeing just relationships still being built through COVID. Yeah. And uh, it, it was it was pretty cool to see how everybody uh, pivoted in that season. Mm-hmm. Well, this, the entire staff had to kind of adjust as well. I mean, we were doing Zoom calls and, and all that to stay connected and, and try to figure this thing out. How do you think the staff kind of really kind of rallied around that? And, and uh, how, did, how did we do? <laughs> yeah, you know, we were joking earlier. I mean, I think everybody probably went on Amazon and had to buy a little, you know, uh, tripod for their, <laughs> for yeah. their phone or set up Zoom on their laptop. And, you know, we were all digital. Like We just had to figure it out. And I love hearing what you were saying earlier in, in that, um, you know, the mission really didn't change yeah. for Fiddles Church, but the yeah. method did. Mm-hmm. And so we just had to figure out how to continue to do church in a digital yeah. world. And at the core of, you know, who we are as creatives, it's solving problems. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of problems to... Um, to solve in 2020 with with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. But I love that ministry still continued mm-hmm. and never stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, we were able to accomplish um, uh, more. And yeah. God was able to do more in our communities because of uh, the digital yeah. world. And I think even as a staff, we we all grew in the yeah. season and we grew in our leadership because we did we had to solve problems yeah. and we had to solve them quickly because mm-hmm. the world was literally changing like we said within a couple hours and uh so we had to solve problems and and when you have to solve problems you have to come together as a team as well and uh so i think our staff has really done an incredible job from all levels of leadership um so that's yeah I think awesome. one of the ways that we came together was that we were able to collaborate with different teams that, you know, like for kids, we'd never really recorded anything and done an online experience. So we were able to work with the worship team and, and you know, teams that we normally hadn't gotten mm-hmm. a chance to work yeah. with. So we all came together to support each other in a way that we'd never done before. Yeah. So while we were online, we still had kids coming to faith and w- desiring baptism. 
So Micah, how did, how did we and your team figure that out? Yeah, so, you know, one of our goals was to obviously partner with parents and keep discipling them, um, to equipping them to be their pri- their kids' primary disciple makers. Um, and we were doing Zoom calls with parents um, who were asking questions on how to lead their child to faith. We were doing Zoom calls with kids um, and, and seeing where they were in their walk with the Lord to see if they were ready for baptism. We had, you know, several kids get baptized in their houses, um, in their swimming pools, um, which was so cool to see. And I know Pastor Landon baptized somebody in their yeah, their house we you know we had done a Zoom call and it's like yeah this this kid's ready to be baptized and I was like all right so we we drive out and then we drove gravel road up a mountain and they had this awesome property and a pool and it was cold it was like <laughs> April uh, we jumped right in and uh, but it was awesome the family was all just around grandparents were there and just being able to pray over that that child just taking that first step in their faith was was really cool and cold uh, but definitely uh, a cool moment just for the family to be there. And, and what a great picture, though, of how, you know, we, we want to see this happening, like partnering with parents, mom and dad, investing and teaching, using this pandemic shutdown as a way to continue to, you know, speak truth in the gospel to their kids. And then, you know, our team coming alongside of them to see that process. And I, I love that story. And, uh, you know, Brandon, we've seen a lot of people watching online for the first time. Uh, and then that's been like the front door of our church mm-hmm. and has led them to to come to the church. We've seen that over and over again. That's crazy. I mean, I heard about a guy back in November who he was watching the online worship experience at nine in the morning on a Sunday. And um, he felt compelled and convicted. He's like, I, I just need to, I need to go in person to experience, to be able to sing with people to be able to hear God's word with the church and so you know he ended up coming as a first time guest that same day to the 11 o'clock service and mm. we're we're seeing that more and more people will watch the online experience and then just want to be a part of this community what God's doing yeah. uh, in Maryville and in Knoxville which is yeah. awesome then we're seeing uh, students returning after you know several weeks of being you know locked down yeah. at home uh, did you see some like consistent needs and hungers uh, in students? What was yeah. that like? I think it ended up being like 158 days that before we had met in person as a student ministry, and so uh, having that first night, we're in two services, middle middle school and high school. Really had no idea who's going to show up. If there were going to be any kids there or not, uh, but we were going to show up and be ready to lead them. Um, and so when they got there, though. Man, it felt like, yes, you know, we we skipped a few beats, but man, it felt like we didn't because kids were worshiping, kids were singing, kids were jumping around the front rows, hands in the air, and then we just started seeing salvation after salvation after salvation. And um, and so, yes, kids were hungry, but it was a hard season for them and uh, because kids are so much more social than I feel like most adults are. And, uh, and so... Being taken out of school, seniors being removed, uh, and not really getting to have their last day of school that they thought about. Uh, but then, you know, seeing them all come back and in community, engaging, uh, was a special moment. Yeah, and, and God really was teaching us a lot, still learning a lot of these lessons mm-hmm. um, from this experience. And and obviously, we are back in person, um, but, there, you know, the pandemic is still here, and so you know, we still have a lot of people that are watching online and a lot of people that are engaging that way. What are some of the things that 
you guys are learning and seeing as we have come back um, in person, you know, Lena, let's start with students. Yeah. So with students, um, you know, through the pandemic and and really January, February, and then the pandemic, we only saw, um, just a few kids except Christ, even while we were in person and then in, in the pandemic. Um, and so that, you know, that was really difficult for us because we were doing everything we could we could figure out to, to try to preach the gospel in a really effective way to see students come to faith in Christ and be baptized, but it's just hard to connect that way, uh, especially connecting with a, a non-believing student. Uh, but, you know, when we regathered, you know, something we'd said, you know, something special about being in person, something special about gathering together. And uh, the Lord just used uh, our faithfulness to take a step and to do things safely and do things smartly in the season. But uh, in the season we've seen in student ministry, uh, we've had 26 baptisms and 21 salvation decisions uh, since we have started regathering back in person. Uh, but we also know there's a, a, a group who who can't be back in person yet, and we, we, we want to minister to them. And so we're, we are still online, and uh, we're trying to reach people in person and online and uh, trying to get them all discipled and all engaged in the mission of God. And uh, we've seen a lot of fruit and a lot of return on the investment of our leaders and our teams during this season uh, just from regathering. It's been, it's been a special season for us. Yeah. What about kids ministry? So since returning online July 5th, I guess, um, we've really, it's been encouraging because we've seen a steady increase in our attendance with kids. We didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if they were coming back or families were ready to come back, but we've been pleasantly surprised um, at how many families and kids are coming back. And so Prior to COVID, the average weekly attendance for kids and volunteers was a little over 300. And since July 5th, the average weekly attendance for kids and volunteers has been around uh, 230. So we're not that far off from where we were prior to COVID. Um, And one of the exciting things, I think, for kids is that we've seen um, 122 first-time kids since July 5th, which is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that that does bring us to uh, that particular point like we've seen a lot of new faces and new people in our church um through this you know coming back in person what how do you guys explain that and what's what's god doing it's crazy i mean i think you know uh there are instances where families or people have heard about Fiddles church through the digital community and digital world and because of that you know either they move into town or maybe they've always lived in the Knoxville area and, and that has given them a reason to um, to begin to, to get engaged with what God's doing at Fiddles Church. And now that we're uh, back in person, you know, it's given them a, an opportunity to actually come be a part of it in person with our people to get plugged in, um, in, in a really, really cool way. And so um, I've heard story after story of, of people experiencing that where they watch online and now um, they're a part Mm -hmm. of our community now. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, just like all of us, when when things locked down, things shut down, it was really kind of on us to make sure, you know, that 
you know, we had community, that we were staying healthy, that we were, you know, uh, working out and, and getting, uh, being active. And so I think that really copied over into the, the spiritual rhythms of people's lives that they had to kind of make their faith their own because mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think we're seeing people who through this season really had to do that, had to make their faith their own. And now they're, they're using those tools that they gained in this season to invite and to invest and to share the gospel on their own and to, to really make their faith their own. And so I think we're seeing a lot of people be invited into our church and into this community just because our people have grown mm-hmm. during this season. We mm-hmm. grow in difficult seasons, and uh, I think we're, we're experiencing that. You know, this pandemic has brought all kinds of challenges uh, for each of us. And no matter what we face, we want to encourage you to make sure your kids are connecting relationally with adult leaders and connecting with the gospel, either online and and in person at FC. And uh, I'm excited about what God is going to do in the future and and so thankful for how he has used our volunteers and our staff uh, to continue to connect with all of our kids, no matter what age they are, and all of our parents uh, to help their kids grow in their relationship with Christ. I was looking online at churches in the area as we were starting to think about moving, and I came across it. I sent him, um, actually sent him a link to the Spotify for the music, and was like, hey, check this out, because I knew that that was the way to get him get him hooked. Our first impression of, you know, coming in person um, when we came to visit Knoxville while we were looking for um, for a house uh, was, you know, was the same. It was, you know, we felt like we truly belonged, um, belonged here. And we felt that um, from the moment that we walked up and got greeted at the VIP tent that we knew um, that this was, you know, a place that we felt welcome and we felt um, like we belonged. So. You know, the other thing that excites me the most about Foothills is just the growth that, you know, opening a, you know, an, another location in Bearden and it's very, like, it's very rare for a church to actually open a new location um, and be able to do it successfully. And I see it and I believe that it's happening in Bearden. Um, so that's, you know, really exciting for both of us. The more time goes on, the more I just feel like he makes it evident that this is where we're supposed to be now. Um, whether it's like our first Sunday. We moved to Knoxville on our first Sunday here. We drove the 30 minutes to Maryville to come to, to Foothills and they announced the Beard and Bible Study. And I was like, that's right near where we're gonna live. Like, how crazy is that? That this is our very first Sunday. And we like are like being intentional about finding our church and our church is now coming to us <laughs> eventually. To be able to find a church and find a community here and be able to um, just, you know, have a new location of a church in the city that we live that we're living in, um, and building a community through that. That's been that's been huge, and it's been very apparent to us that that God's hand is in it. Over the last two years, God has really been using our school of ministry. We we really have a burden to to help train and equip. Uh, not only pastors to go into ministry, uh, but also just leaders in our church that want to grow and, and want to take that next step um, on their journey with Christ. And so the School of Ministry has been doing some great things. We had to uh, we had to go online uh, for a season as COVID hit this past year, and we pushed pause this past fall uh, on the school. But 
We're excited about this January uh, offering the School of Ministry again. And Pastor Heath, we've uh, pivoted a little bit. We, we're, we're trying to make it better and we're trying to help our people engage with it uh, further. So talk a little bit about what we're doing to make the School of Ministry awesome. Yeah, we're very excited about this new year um, and how the School of Ministry is going to work, where we're going to have three very distinct tracks. We're going to have a lay leader track, an intern track, and a resident track. And the lay leader track is really for anyone that's involved with FC that says, hey, I'd love to grow in my theological and leadership training. Um, it will be on demand, which we're going to make the videos where instead of it having to be come to another class and, and it might conflict with something going on with their work schedule or whatever, the videos and the classes will be on demand in a cohort setting. So the cohort will be the students that are involved with the lay leadership, and they'll come together once a month for discussion around that, continue to help them grow. And the intern track are going to be for college-age students that are um, taking a semester. It might be a spring, summer, or fall semester, and they'll be able to intern with us and continuing to learn in, in leadership and growing while they're getting their, their internship opportunity um, with the department or a division here at FC. And then we have a resident track, which is our most intensive track, which are going to be um, post-grad students, seminary students that will be here for a year commitment with a second year option. And they will be able to, to learn specifically, have a lot of leadership opportunities, and they will be able to um, take online courses through a Southern Baptist seminary. And they will be, and we will actually be helping them as they do that. So the School of Ministry, as they move forward, no matter if you're a lay leader, intern, or resident, we're excited about starting in January and think it's going to be an incredible program. We just finished a series called Make It Count. And our whole goal and vision is that we wouldn't waste our life, but that we would actually make our life count. And so we're going to multiply our campus this year. We want to improve our campus with the renovation to our kids' ministries. And we also want to create ministries. Uh, Pastor Heath, uh, tell us, how are we going to be able to create these ministries this year? Yeah, really, the only way that we're able to to create these ministries are by the people of FC joining in and people such as yourself that are able to let us know that we want to be part of this. And, and we want to, to participate in what it means to make it count in our community. And on, our, on the, the website that, that has been developed, that there are so many different opportunities that people can plug in right now. And as we're looking to 2021, many other opportunities are going to be there for, for our people to say, I want to make a difference with my life and I really want to make it count. So our next step or their next step would be go to our website, which one of those ministries really resonate with you, and, and then just giving us their information. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, as you have heard today, God has been doing some incredible things in the life and ministry of Foothills Church. And I, for one, am so thankful uh, that we are joining together to do this. And I think there are some big things in store for our church in this upcoming year. And we trust that God is gonna continue to work in incredible ways. We've seen that uh, COVID-19 couldn't stop God from building his kingdom. And, and uh, we have faith that regardless of what 2021 throws our way, God is going to be faithful. And uh, we know that the Lord is going to use our generosity and uh, he's going to use that in order to fuel the mission and vision here at Foothills Church. And uh, our key verse in this past series was Matthew 25. And uh, Jesus sums up the, the, the whole parable with, uh, as, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Uh, the Lord is, is calling us to be a part of his mission and to give to his mission. And we trust that he's gonna use the resources that, that we give to multiply campuses, to improve campuses and create ministries here at Foothills Church. And 
I pray you're hearing the Lord calling you to to be obedient in giving uh, to the vision here at FC. And you can go to the website or text the number that is coming up on the screen uh, to be a part and help fuel that vision. And and, uh, right now, I wanna pray and thank God for an amazing year and pray that God would give uh, his blessing on the year to come. Uh, Would you bow with me, please? Father, we are so grateful Uh, for all the work and ministry that you've done through Foothills Church. And we know, God, that you aren't done yet, that there's so many more people in our community that need to hear the gospel, that need uh, the Holy Spirit in their life to change them and encourage them and bless them. And so, God, help our church to be faithful. Help help each of us to take the necessary steps in in our journey to be able to be faithful to you, uh, that we would see your kingdom continually built right here in our city and even beyond. And so God bless every single person, God, that, that is a part of Foothills that is, that is watching today. And may we, Father, be faithful uh, to the call that you placed upon our lives. We are so thankful for the work that you've done in us and through us. And uh, Lord, help us to be faithful in the days ahead. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Foothills Church. If you made a decision to follow Christ while listening today, or if you have some more questions about what that looks like, then let us know. You can text FC Decision to 97000, or you can head over to foothillschurch.com slash decision. We hope you have a great week.